cuts it back 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game on Wisconsin Season 2 in full swing at Game on Wisconsin. Football season is here. It is solely football season. And this guy in particular could not be more excited about that. If you know, you know. So it's Packers football season. Training camp is right around the corner. And... On that topic, I have a couple things I want to talk about. I want to talk about two guys who are going to be pivotal figures, one on offense, one on defense for the Green Bay Packers this year, and I think they're the most pivotal, and I've chosen them for specific reasons that I'm going to break down for you. But I want to address first this... I don't want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers thing and him cleaning his house and all this other stuff that's out there on social media. Some of it's nonsensical. Um, you know, the house cleaning and the, the tail number tracking are next level social media. But I, you know, I, I get it. A fanatical fan base wants their hero to come back. Some see Aaron Rodgers as that. This is what I'm going to say. And this may not be the most positive way to start off the show. But I want to make my feelings known on the subject and you can hold me accountable for it and you can call me out on it and keep the receipts and everything else that you want to do. But I thought about it today and as as much as you want Aaron Rodgers to come back and play quarterback for the Packers because he's good, it gives him the best chance to win. I know not everybody wants him to come back, but, but for those that do, the The problem with it is that this is turned into something that is going to be used against the Packers, against Packers fans. Now, as fans, we only need to worry about other fans that aren't playing the game. So it's not like we have to worry about not performing and not playing. But if, if you're easily triggered or sensitive, you better be prepared for a season of told you this was going to kill the Packers, the distraction. It's going to be a problem all season long. It's going to wear out the locker room. It's going to divide the locker room. Everybody's going to get sick of answering questions. And if you believe that Aaron's going to play this season and it's his last in Green Bay and that they're going to move on from him after this season, every single week, Rodgers is going to get asked questions about how it feels to be in this X stadium for the last time if he's on the road and he's getting closer to playing his last game as a Packer. And how does that feel every single week, every single week, absolutely every single week. So if you want another reason why Aaron Rodgers maybe isn't around the Packers right now, it's because he knows that once he reports from that point until the end of the 2021 season, he is going to on the daily answer questions about his tenure with the Green Bay Packers and how he feels about it. And that is exhausting just to think about. And I think that it is going to impact the Green Bay Packers. And I think they're going to get tired of it. And I do think that it's going to create some sort of force that the Packers are going to have to contend with. I think it's going to impact the season. I think it's going to impact the way they play. I don't know how tightly knit 
They will be. They have some really good players. There's no reason why they shouldn't achieve high success. I think that the way the 2021 season ends, if I'm looking into my mental crystal ball, it ain't with a conference championship game. And I don't know anything about injuries or any of that other kind of stuff, but I just, I see this mountain that is getting bigger and bigger that the Packers have to climb. And they've got the guys to do it. They've got the horses, but I I do think that this whole thing has just, I think it's going to catch up with this with this team probably later in the season and it's just going to wear them down and it's it's going to make them very, very tired. I just, I don't like the idea of a quarterback playing a final year before the team moves on from him. And I don't like the Super Bowl chances. I just don't think that story plays out very often. So that's that's all I have to say about that. I do think it's going to be it's going to be an issue and we'll see how it goes from this point forward. All right, getting on to my two pivotal players for the Green Bay Packers this season. Two guys that are definitely going to be there when training camp starts and that I think are very pivotal uh, on each side of the ball. So we'll start on the defensive side of the ball. And I kind of went through this and I thought about some, I mean, the defense has a lot of young players. So you, there were some, definitely some options and, and some different places that we could go here. Jair Alexander's already elite. Kevin King's going to start the season at cornerback. Okay, that's fine. Eric Stokes, we don't know if he's going to be a starter, so it's not it's not any of those guys. Uh, I thought about Darnell Savage, but but Savage and Adrian Amos together are are fine, and I don't think that it that Savage is is he's I think he's going to have a, a good season. I think he's going to be much better, but he's not the pivotal guy, not really a pivotal guy. Then you look at the linebacker position. You had Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin. The one of those two guys could certainly be in the conversation. For being pivotal, but the inside linebacker position again with all the sub packages they play, not as key. Although Chris Barnes really played well for the Packers and they needed him. So now that leaves us up front in the trenches here. And we already know Kenny Clark is elite, so obviously he's he's got to be good, and we need Kenny Clark to be Kenny Clark. But I'm going with Kingsley Kiki. Friend of Game On Wisconsin, came on the mega show last year, talked with us about going into this season, had some injuries. Didn't play a bunch, but in limited action, he had a couple of really, really good games. In the game against New Orleans early in the season, he had two sacks, and then he had another two sacks against the Eagles. So his four sacks on the season came in bunches. He had two games where he got two. And if you look what's behind Kingsley Kiki and Kenny Clark, you've got Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Willington Prevalon, and rookie rookie TJ Slayton. Now, I don't know if Slayton is going to make the active roster. I would assume so. I think he's going to be given every opportunity, but he's a rookie. Mid-round pick, you don't know how much he's going to play. Willington Prevalon, hardly a proven entity. And Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster, we know what they are. We know what they aren't. I've said many times before, they're okay players as role players if they play the appropriate number of snaps. If they have to overplay, it's not as good. It's not going to be as good of a situation. So it gets a little it gets a little thin. And when Kings of Kiki didn't play, you notice that up front. The Packers did not have the push up front that they needed. Kenny Clark can be as elite as an elite gets. And you know, even if Z and Preston and Rashad Gary all ball out as your front, that's good, but there's going to be a gap. If they don't have a solid dude up there with with Clark, regardless of where Clark plays, if if Joe Barry is going to move Kenny Clark around, great. 
wherever the other guy up front is. And that may be Z with his hand on the ground. Rashawn Gary, and that's fine. You still need a big dude up there. And I think Kingsley Kiki is the best option to be that guy. And and I know defensive linemen can be found during the season, but by then, in the middle of the season, it's usually guys that are past their prime that are don't want to, didn't want to go to training camp, didn't want to play a whole season. They're just looking for a good spot to kind of cling on to and ride a la Snacks Harrison. And I don't think that's what you want to bank on. I don't think the Packers are banking on that. You don't want to bank on just finding some guy in the middle of the season. You don't know who it's going to be. You want to know who's going to be on your team and make them part of the game plan and learn the defense and plan around them and let them practice together and build a camaraderie. No, I mean, the line, the important thing there is occupying offensive linemen, clogging running lanes, and letting the guys behind you and next to you do their thing. But if you only have one guy that can do that, as elite as he may be, Kenny Clark, it's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. So if you're only, if you're an opposing offense and, and your offensive line is only having to really game plan for one guy and the other two or three are easy one-on-ones, then you haven't stressed the other side to have to stop you. It's too easy. And I know that it's not as simple as that because they still have to account for the pass rush, stunts, and all that other stuff. But with what we've seen in, in limited action that he's gotten over two seasons. Kingsley Kiki just seems primed to put up really good numbers if he can stay healthy in 2021. And if he can, if if he can, if he can just give the Packers seven to eight sacks and any other playmaking that he's going to give throughout the season, you've got Kenny Clark, Kingsley Kiki, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary up front. And then who knows what else is up there. Then Lowry, Lancaster, role players, Slayton, if he can do anything at all, gravy. That's a good front. That's a front that's going to be hard to run on. And it's going to be hard to get through. And they've got to, you know, that that's 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 going to be that's going to be good. It's going to be absolutely good for the defense behind him because that makes life easier for your secondary and your linebackers, especially your two young linebackers, Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin. If you make life easy for really good players, then it's going to be absolutely miserable for the other side. So that's why I give the nod to Kingsley Kiki on defense. I think he's a pivotal player this season for the Green Bay Packers on the defensive side of the ball. Moving over to the offensive side of the ball, uh, There's, again, quite a few different options, quite a few different things that you could do here. You could, you know, you could say maybe it's Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez, Scantling opposite Devontae Adams so he can have a legit number two type guy next to him. Maybe you're looking at Josiah DeGuara and saying he got hurt last year, but he would have been a big part of the offense. Maybe you're looking at Josh Myers and throwing some heat on the young kid and saying, look, you got to be really good at center right away. You're pivotal, or we're in trouble. All of those things are, again, decent options. But I am looking at the running back position and the depth chart, and I'm looking at A.J. Dillon. Second-year running back A.J. Dillon is your pivotal player on offense. Running back position was a huge question mark coming into the offseason. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams were free agents. 
A.J. Dillon was going to come back after limited action as a rookie. He had 246 yards on 46 carries, just three receptions, had a fumble in the playoffs versus the Rams. He didn't lose the ball, but fumble in the playoffs. The Packers in no way wanted to put Dillon out there as the sole guy, knowing that Jones and Williams weren't under contract. They, they, they didn't want to let both of those guys go. I mean, even if they added someone really good, if they did let Jones and Williams go, or they spent a high pick on a running back, that's still not ideal. So the Packers got busy. They were talking to Aaron Jones. They were talking to Jamal Williams. Now, I don't know how deep the Williams talks got because he ended up in Detroit, but Jones ends up coming back in Green Bay. He's been elite now for three seasons, and the offense is not was, was going to run it back. Aaron Jones is back in the building. And Dylan, as expected, will run with Jones as the, you know, as the number two guy in the Packers' backfield. That's a much better role for a young running back who seems very motivated to carve out his role with the team. Anytime you can bring a young player along slowly, the better. You don't have to put him out there under the lights, put him under too much pressure. That's ideal. But then after Dylan, once again, here it is again. Same thing as the as, as Kiki in the depth chart. If you look what's after AJ Dylan, it's Patrick Taylor. And Kylan Hill. We're not even going to get into Dexter Williams because by now, if he's on this team, they have much bigger issues and something went very awry somewhere. So it's Patrick Taylor and Kylan Hill. And and Taylor, as much as some like him, he's going to have to find his legs. He missed last season and didn't play. And Hill was a late round pick. So he's hardly a shoe in to find a bunch of snaps with his name on them. So it's Jones, Dylan, and then the other guys on the depth chart. And are they going to keep four? Are they going to stash one on the practice squad and bring him up if they need him? But it gets real thin after that. They don't have Tyler Irvin as the third running back. They don't have the gadget guy quite yet. Taylor could potentially be that, but there's a lot to be figured out with him. And I know they've got Amari Rogers, and Rogers can spend some time in the backfield and be kind of a gadget player, and that's great. But drafted as a wide receiver, we don't exactly know what his role is going to be if he's going to line up in the backfield. And don't forget, Aaron Jones has also has a tendency to miss some time. So he could be out a game or two here and there. And then that makes Dylan the man. Dylan's, Dylan's up and he's the man, but he can't do what Jones does for the offense. And, and very few running backs can do what Aaron Jones does anyway. But it completely changes the game plan. You can still get productivity, but you're not going to get it snap for snap from A.J. Dillon the way you get it from Aaron Jones. So Dillon has to be ready to create and generate what he can, however, how he can, if he's called on because the offense can't afford a huge drop-off. Some will look at the Tennessee game last year and say, hey, he stepped in fine and filled in great. Power running and got it done. Okay, that's great. Can he do that multiple times? Can the Packers morph into what they need to morph into to center it around A.J. Dillon and his style versus what an Aaron Jones gives them? We're going to find out more this season. And hopefully it's not because Jones is injured. But again, he's missed some times. And so Dillon's going to have to play. Now, no one is going to ask Dillon to, to be like shifty and slink his way in and out of nifty routes like Jones does or finesse his way through the line. But the productivity's got to be there. You know, running backs have to be a little crazy to be good in the NFL. You have to make the other side think that if they stand in your way, they're playing a hand that is missing some cards. 
that you know that if that if they think that they have you dead to rights in the open field that they're about to end up spun around and on the turf watching you run into the end zone and Dylan has the size to make guys stop and think about it now it's just time to go be that dude AJ Dillon go be that dude tis the season it is football season the Green Bay Packers are about to report to training camp and it is going to be awesome to have Packers football back in the fold as it always is. Earlier this week, a brand new podcast at Game On Wisconsin. Jacob Westendorf launched the Pick 6. Had his guest Joe Arrigo on the show, which was awesome. A great conversation talking about the inception of game on Wisconsin and how things came about last year. It was this time last year we were launching this thing after we'd had some conversations. It was a very exciting time. A year later, here we are. The brand keeps growing. We've got all these great shows that we're doing, podcasts, the writers that do all their great work with their content, gearing up, ramping up for another great season with the goal, obviously, of covering a Green Bay Packers championship. And hopefully we're getting a chance to do that sooner than later. But really nice show by Jake. And it was great to have Joe on. Big time friend of the show. Joe was very much responsible for what Game On Wisconsin is today. If you missed that conversation, go back and check it out. Follow Game On Wisconsin wherever you find podcasts. You can follow Game On Wisconsin on Twitter at GameOnWI. I'm Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perrone. Tweet me. Topics, questions, suggestions, anything you want to hear about. As Packers football gets more and more ramped up, I'm going to be doing two shows a week. One coming out Monday, one coming out on Thursdays. So you'll hear me twice a week. So let me know if there's anything in particular you want to hear about or any questions anybody has. Otherwise, get over and check out Game On Wisconsin, all the great content that we have. Get excited. Packers football is right around the corner, everybody. I hope your summer is going well. Everybody stay safe and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 